Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, that was a weekend with a lot of winning. Obviously, the youths getting the Ducks was the biggest win of the weekend. But BYU wins. Weaver State football finished with a winning record because they got a win over Northern Colorado. College basketball, of course, the Cougars won. They had a win scheduled. But the Utes, the Aggies, and the Wildcats all win their tournaments they're in. The Aggies beating Oklahoma. That's a good W right there. There were just one, was just one win after another. The Jazz won in Sacramento uh, Saturday night. Let's start right there. This is the game that'll be remembered because the fan got sick and threw up all over the floor and caused about a 15-minute delay. So that's what will be most memorable, and Rudy and Donovan both get asked about it. Uh, from the basketball perspective, the Jazz were up by four going to fourth quarter. Open the fourth quarter on a huge run, pushed that lead up over 15 in the first few minutes of the fourth quarter and pretty much ended the game. Here's Donovan Mitchell after the game. What did you see out there? And I mean... When the guy barked. Oh, I didn't see it happen. I just saw, you know, the the after effects, and I just walked to the opposite side of the floor. I didn't want them to, to to be around me. That was that was something. <laughs> um, you know, I hope the guy hope the guy be alright. Look up tomorrow morning, going viral and all that. So, uh, but that was. I don't know. It was, just, it was just crazy. It was just weird. It was just, and then we it took forever to clean up too, which I didn't expect it to take that long. So um, I guess you got to do it right. So, but that was uh, something that was, was weird. What were you guys doing while you were in the I was enjoying the Sacramento crowd, just talking and chatting and just having a good time. Those are moments where it's like you're playing a game, you're locked in, but at the end of the day, you. Like for me, it's just like, man, one of those moments where it's like people coming to watch you play. It's like, you know, be able to interact and give that interaction. You know, I think it's pretty dope. Um, you know, it was fun. We had a lot of jokes and laughs and um, really much else to do during that time. So uh, being able just to just take photos and just have fun. But also, when it was time, stay locked in. Was there anyone on the team that was particularly grossed out you thought or got the same I can't even lie. I was really just focused on getting out the way. I didn't pay attention to nobody else. <laughs> I can't even lie to you. I was just like, look, I'm no parts. I want no parts of that nowhere near it. Even when I subbed in, I walked on the floor, which could have been called a technical foul, but I'm not walking over there. So uh, I didn't look at anybody else. <laughs> I was just like, look, I don't, I don't want to be around that. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. You guys kind of stayed with them for a little bit. And I know I'm like a kind of run. I'm curious. Do you think you were playing at your best kind of early in the game when it was kind of close? Um, I think, you know, we did a little, we did a lot of things okay that we could have just raised our level. And I think we did that in the second, you know, the second half. I think, um, I mean, they just lost by 30 last night, you know, so they, their energy, their, their urgency, a lot of it is, is different, you know, and understanding that, you know, teams got to come out and compete. They got competitors on their team. They're not, they don't have guys that the record doesn't reflect the guys they have on their team and they're going to come out. And I think they had a level that we were trying to match and stay with. But then at the end of the day, we picked our level up and started forcing misses running on turnovers. And that was really it. Once we started running and transitioning, it would get out um, and do what we do. Uh, it was a smooth sale and then being able to execute down the stretch as well. I know this is, has nothing to do with you guys, but like there's been a lot of chatter about whether Luke Bolton's going to be able to keep his job. That's been going around. Yeah. And you got the fans that are chanting fire Luke Bolton at the end of the game. Like, right. Can you imagine what kind of effect that would have on a team? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, no, I can't imagine. Um, fortunately, I've never been in that position here, but, you know, Luke's a great guy. I know Luke. Um, I know the guys on that team. They're competitors, like I said. You know, despite what you 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 see the end result, maybe it's last night against Toronto or tonight, or the guys want to compete. You know, and at the end of the day, that, that I, I respect that. You know, and that's all you can do. You know, at the end of the day. But you know, as far as that happening, I, I don't. That's not my spot to really you know comment on it. It's it's part. It's, it's basketball. It's sports. When I was 15, I was probably saying the same. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like I said, Luke's a great guy. You know, um, the team is full of competitors. You know, I know a bunch of the guys want to compete, want to win. It's not like they're just handing it in. They give us a fight. You know, they're giving us a fight every single time we've played. Um, so, you know, I can't really imagine what that what that is. And, you know, hopefully we don't have to think about that. There's Donovan Mitchell. Now here's Rudy Gobert. Have you ever seen anything like that? What? Ah, the okay. yeah, the bar. Ah, uh, no, first time. You know, life is full of surprise. You know, it's. I mean, I'm glad he's okay. I hope he's okay because I don't know if he was drunk or was drunk. Because I kind of made eye contact with him too, and uh, he was smiling. So he was smiling and throwing up at the same time. So, <laughs> but I'm glad he's okay. No, I didn't hear anything. Okay. I think I think when Rigue hit a shot, that's when he, he started throwing up. <laughs> that's what started the whole thing. <laughs> was, um, when that when that happened, like what do you remember happening on the court? Like, did you see the first? Because he threw up like three times. Did you see the first one? And like, who was reacting? I think I think he threw up in his mask first, and then put it back on. That's what I heard. But uh, when I looked, he was throwing up on the floor. What were your guys' reactions? Just like, yeah. On the- I mean, just kind of stepped away, and you know, just got to wait until it's cleaned up. And I mean, I just hope he's, he's okay. You know, that's the, the hot dog he was eating before. They, in, in the first two matchups, they didn't allow you to get a lot of shots, right? Like, it was, I think, four shots in one game, seven shots in the other. Night, you scored 21. Um, is that them playing pick and roll defense differently, or kind of what was the thing? I think, I think we... I think we playing differently as a team. You know, I feel like we, we really uh, moved the ball in a better way. And, uh, you know, and, and when we move the ball in a better way, I get... Obviously, I get the ball more. I get more opportunities, but... I also get more opportunities to to get offensive rebounds because when we create an advantage and and we get a good shot, like it's it's harder for them to to box me out. And you know, it's been fun. It's been fun to be to be playing that way. And uh, that's the team we want to be. You know, we want to be able to uh, when we move the ball like that, we can set our defense, and uh, it also helps our defense. So it's. It's hard to guard and it's fun to play to play that way. They they had fifty points in the paint for three quarters and then you guys kind of shut it down a little bit. I guess what was did you like the defense you played through three quarters and then what was the I think I think we I think we can get better. You know, I, I think we uh, we can raise our level, and it's exciting, you know, to know that I think we can, uh, our physicality can be better, uh, communication can be better, and uh, and we can uh, uh, run back a little better. You know, we we gave them a little too many transition opportunities, and uh, you know, against uh, they, they they thrive on that. You know, they're a young team; they like to run. So if we if we were to do a better job, um, you know, we would be better. 
Mike was really aggressive in the first quarter and kind of also gave a little spark at the top of the fourth. Even when he's not scoring, though, when you're out there with him, what is it that he does? It seems like he comes everything. I mean, Mike is making the right play, you know. So he's gonna he's gonna read what the defense gives him and and take advantage of that. And you know, I try to get him open on the screen. And if he's open, he's gonna take the shot and make the shot. And if he's not, he's gonna pass to the open man. And he's the key to the way we want to play offensively, you know. And when he, uh, when he plays, we want him to be aggressive, look for his shot first, and, and then you know read the defense. And uh, it's been amazing doing that for us. There's Rudy Gobert after the Jazz beat the Sacramento Kings. They got the Grizzlies at home tonight. This week sets up pretty well for the Jazz. They won three in a row. They'll try to make it four in a row tonight. We'll see if they can push the string out to seven by the end of the week. When we come back, we'll hear from Blake Anderson, Kalani Sataki after the BYU and Utah State games. The Utes are still ahead, too. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Really disappointing night for Utah State football. Really the only team that uh, had that bad a weekend. But that was bad. Wyoming blew them out. Now, Utah State has got to beat New Mexico and hope San Diego State beats Boise State because that combination of games would send the Aggies to the Mountain West title game. Here's Blake Anderson after the loss to Wyoming. Uh, We'll just start with your thoughts on this one. Obviously a tough one to take. Yeah, tough one. Hate it for um, hate it for our seniors. Hate it for our team. You know, I, I told you know told them all week, and and I feel like they completely understood. You know, this is the kind of game that Wyoming wanted to make it. They wanted to make it physical and ugly, and um, that if we um, if we didn't really match that and stay very very disciplined in in really all areas, both offensively and defensively, and and, and special teams. Um, that uh, that this one could get away from you real quick. I, I I didn't trust their record. I felt like they were much better than the record. If you watched all the way through the season, they put up big numbers early in the year and just had some issues in the middle, but had really started to respond here as of late. And I thought we were catching them at their very best, and that's what it proved to be today. They were more physical. They executed better in all three phases. Uh, we knew it was one of the best defenses we were going to see all year, and, and, and they played um, extremely well. Pressure, coverage, tackle well, just made it very difficult. So um, I hate that we um, that we made so many mistakes on our own that just never let us get momentum going. But um, as I heard Nick saying, man, you gotta we gotta learn from it. We gotta move on because uh, there's still uh, there's still a lot to play for. And number nine, waiting if we'll take care of business and. We just all got to become really big San Diego State fans. We were talking about that up here, Coach. That uh, not not often that we want to cheer for San Diego State, but we're in that position now. <laughs> this is awkward, <laughs> but, but that's what it becomes. We got to yeah. take care of obviously got to take care of your business at, in Albuquerque next oh, yeah. week. So, uh, yeah. I mean, is this a, a message to the team that says, "Hey, just flush this one. Let's get back to being the hunter instead of the hunted, and let's go let's go make some hay in Albuquerque." Yeah, I mean, I just told him, man, that you, you think you feel bad right now. You'll go to Albuquerque and play crappy and lose, and, and then San Diego State does beat Boise, and you'll feel what much worse. We just got to we gotta learn some lessons. We did not play well. I mean, uh, fumble and, uh, you know, bad kick placement and bad coverage for a return and, um, you know, out of gaps and giving up huge explosive runs. and I mean, you name it, just just – Really didn't give ourselves much of a chance to call back in it. I liked, I honestly thought we were fortunate to be where we were at halftime and, and felt very comfortable that based off our history that 
that we could claw our way back into it, but it was just mistake after mistake after mistake, and and uh, they just didn't make him. They, they played what, 12 and 15, throwing the ball. I don't know what they ran for, but it was a bunch, and just did everything they needed to do to, to win the game. And so for me and our team, I just got through telling them, we're going to get some rest, we're going to heal up, we're going to learn from it, and then, guys, we gotta we got to move on and go take care of number nine. I mean, there's only a handful of teams that can win nine games a year. we still got the ability to win ten for the year. we got a chance to be in the championship game, and it's not over. It's just we need help at this point. And um, we can't lose sight of where we're at or what we've accomplished. We just It wasn't our day-to-day, and it was. you got to give them credit. It was our day-to-day, and they played a great game. You know, Coach, I, I thought, though, as you mentioned, you got it to 24-17, and then – you went down the field in the opening possession of the third quarter, the high snap, they take it two plays later into the end zone. I felt like that was really the, the, the backbreaker for you. Did you feel sort of that same way? Uh, it was huge. I mean, honestly, but we shouldn't have to settle for a field goal. We, we, we made a couple uh, really poor plays on that particular drive. If you think back to, you know, we had a drive going that, honestly, I think, if I'm not mistaken, an opportunity earlier to maybe go ahead uh, and we fumbled the ball down in plus territory. You know, the, the, the kick return. There's just so many big momentum plays that all went their direction. We really didn't get very many, didn't make very many, didn't create very many, and they did. Uh, but I, I do agree. That was a critical time. We needed to at least get three points, make it a seven-point game. And instead, you know, there's just a couple plays later. Now you're stretched back out, and, and you feel like uh, all the momentum's back in their favor. Well, now, Coach, you got to move ahead. you got to look forward to New Mexico. you got to flush this one. And this is a team that's no stranger to adversity. you faced adversity all season, win or lose. And now you're facing a different kind of adversity that these guys aren't used to. But, again, you've always seen these guys bounce back and get through it. What do you expect to see from these guys as they prepare for this game and this moment, this big moment coming up on Friday? Just more of the same. Go back to work, improve. Guys will take ownership. It's not, a, it's not a group of guys that points fingers. Even on the sideline late, and they were, they were still being encouraged. Hey, let's empty the tank, finish the game. Even though it's way out of reach, um, it, it was still super positive. Down in the dumps, disappointed, yes, but, um, but still you know, taking the approach, taking the ownership of the mistakes that we made and, um, and ready to move forward. And I, I fully expect that's what we'll do. It'll be a tough trip down there. I mean, I know Danny Gonzalez and Rocky Longwell. I coach for Rocky. I coach with Danny. I mean, they're going to give us everything we want. We're going to have to go play well this week. But I, I truly believe in this group that uh, they want to get to number nine. They want to take care of our business and hope and pray that we're fortunate enough to get some help and, and from San Diego State and be ready to uh, to still play for a championship. And that's still there's a lot of teams that just don't have that opportunity, and we're still in the mix. So we need to be thankful and grateful for that and go take care of our business. And, Coach, perhaps uh, one final comment on these 16 seniors that, uh, that you're sending out, uh, obviously leaving it all out on the field and on the, uh, emptying the tank, as you said, and uh, they've made a huge culture shift difference for this program. Yeah, considering, you know, just how last season went and, and the, the transition and, and how the transition went for them, um, you, you can't say enough about just their leadership, their willingness to buy in and, and, and try you know, on a daily basis to give us everything we ask. The, the handful of guys that came in that are in this class, I think three or four guys who came in, the rest of them are already here. Uh, they, they have done an amazing job. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys would 
if you guys would be honest and say how many te- how many games you thought we'd win at the beginning of the season, I doubt any of you would have said eight with the pop- opportunity to, to win nine or ten. So they've already exceeded every expectation, but they're not satisfied either. And, and I do believe they'll respond, and, and I do believe we are capable of going on and finishing this thing off the right way. But that's because of them. That's because their attitudes and their work and their willingness to be uh, accountable and, and truly care enough about each other. You just talk to one that's maybe one of the best examples I've ever seen in Nick Henniger. Uh, that that kid, I say kid, he's a grown man, but, man, his energy, his work ethic, his sacrifice and discipline, his willingness just to keep fighting and be positive, I mean, it's on another level. And that's one of the reasons that we've had the success we have, and we're still going to have more. All right, there's Blake Anderson now. Here's Kalani Sataki after BYU takes over midway through the second quarter and gets the win over Georgia Southern. Here's Kalani. Really happy for the win. Uh, obviously, uh, Georgia Southern showed up, and they're ready to play, and, and I thought we got their best shot. Um, the first half, I don't think we played our style of football. I think we got to kind of regain our composure. And, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, like, there's, we're getting hit by burritos on the sideline. Uh, you know, it was, it was pretty hostile, and, and uh, I'm just really proud of the guys uh, bounced back and made some adjustments. And I think, you know, we talked about it in halftime, just playing our style of football. And um, and I thought we did that in the second half. I, I thought we did some really good things in the first half, too. But uh, it was pretty chippy out there. Just wanted to get our guys focused. And um, I know that Georgia Southern has gone through some adversity. They, they had a coaching change midseason, you know. And they, they've had uh, those guys, their seniors, I feel for them that they wanted to play. And this is probably not how they wanted their senior season to go. So uh, I hope that um, they, they do well in the future. And, and for us, it's just happy that we got the win. And happy that our guys played better in the I think the offense played pretty good for the entire game, but defense definitely played a lot more fundamentally sound. And uh, we played with a little bit more poise, most of us, in the second half. Still things we need to work on, but uh, I think there's some great learning moments for us uh, and to get better for next week against USC. Cool. I know you don't believe in style points and all that, yep. but were you tempted at all to go at the end there? for No, I, I think we had to take a timeout because I think we like ending the game, um, milking the clock, and I think it was seven minutes we were able to run out. and we, we, That's our style. We like doing that you know and uh, I think um, style points for us is trying to get uh, some younger guys on the field and, and, and trying to get them some opportunities but uh, this game we we already had our younger guys on the field you know with Max getting the um, the uh, targeting penalty uh, that put Morgan Piper on the field, Jackson Kafusi playing a lot more, and so uh, it, it was uh, guys stepping up. Jacob Robinson did some good things, and you know it's good to get Ammon Hanneman back on the field on defense, and, and same thing with George Udo. But I thought Matt Criddle did some good things too. So uh, overall, we're, we're we're definitely dealing with some depth um, that that helped us win this game, and uh, we're gonna have to get a little bit healthier by the time we get to the USC game. But if not, then we have to be ready to go. But in, in regards to the style points, I I'm not. Listen, we're going to play with sportsmanship, and we're going to try to do the right thing. Kneeling the ball at the end, that's the right thing to do. What do you say about Puka Nakua? It looked like he left the game in the first half and, and with some sort of yeah. injury, and then came back and had a phenomenal second. He, he's still hurting right now, and so I, I think uh, um, that's a good sign. Don't worry. <laughs> Dang it. No, but I, I think he, 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 you know, he was banged up. He's, he's not feeling great right now, but it's okay. Um, like I said, there's a lot of guys that are banged up. I, I'm just grateful that he was able to get back in there and make some plays for us. And um, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of guys stepped up. I think Keanu Hill stepped up. I mean, with with Neil being out, 
uh, Gunner stepped up, and so it's good to have Gunner back on the field. Braden Kime had his first start and did a great job for us, and so a lot of guys made some really big-time plays, and, and we're missing a lot of guys on, on the field, but uh, we've, we've done some really um, really cool – I've seen some really cool things from the depth and younger guys taking advantage of their reps. Uh, you mentioned Braden Kime. How do you evaluate your offensive lines, and I kind of have to reshuffle things. How do you, how do you feel like they played as a unit all night? You have to watch the film a little bit more. I mean, these, these guys are pretty good at stopping the run, you know. Um, obviously, they, they run the ball really well, too, so their defense is kind of trained up on that. They see that every, uh, every day in practice. And so uh, I thought – I don't know what we ran for, but close to 200 yards, I think that's a good sign for us. If we can do that every week, that's a good sign that the O-line's doing their job. I, I have to evaluate a little bit more, but from what I saw, I thought Kime did some really good things. What adjustments did you make to shut him out in the second half? Uh, focus on the fundamentals, and, and Tuyaki talked about changing some uh, some scheme things up a little bit. Uh, you know, we've never seen that quarterback before. There's not a lot of film on him, and we just learned about him on the field um, right before the game. So not much to go off of and, and um, I think he he threw the ball a little bit better than we expected but um, I thought the guys clamped it down a little bit we were playing a little bit more assignment sound they, they, I thought they did some really good things offensively to take advantage of some things get the ball out in space make our corners have to tackle and I thought the corners bowed up a little bit D-line got a little bit more physical and, and, and established a presence on the line of scrimmage and um, you know I, I thought overall I, shutting them out in the second half that's a good sign for us and I uh, just Let's make the second half adjustments in the before the game and then play 30, 30 minutes and then make some more adjustments and then play 30 more. I think that's the goal. Try to get it so we just tell our, our team and our staff that this is the second half and then make the adjustments before we get to the game. What are your thoughts on the uh, two picks by Jacob? They were pretty successful. Yeah, stud. Um, we put him in a position to have a little bit more depth and, and uh, play with his eyes on the quarterback and to make those plays, those those uh, the deep throws. And I, I thought he played the ball really well. He has great ball skills and I thought he tackled well tonight too. So um, young, a lot of young guys making plays, and that makes me really happy. Any players who weren't able to go this week, do you expect to have back next week? Um, obviously Peyton's out, but. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully we get Campbell um, back, and hopefully we get, um, you know, Harris. And so we're missing a couple of starters that, that are out there that, that could be out there helping us out. Um, I, I don't know how to look at it, but uh, Max will be back because, you know, he just missed this game from that targeting. That's a good that's a good thing for us. But um, overall, I, I think we just have to go with who we got, and it's worked out so far. So hopefully we can get this next one. To, just love seeing all the fans here. That was so much fun. And uh, looking forward to seeing our fans on the other side of the, of the country, too. What are your thoughts of going into USC and playing the Trojans in the Coliseum? They're a very talented team. Um, you know, I, I think that'll be their senior uh, night as well. So we're, we're facing a lot of teams that, that towards the end of the year, whether it's their senior nights. So they're going to play with a lot of emotion, and they have tons of athletic ability and speed. And so uh, we have to be on top of it. And, and I'm looking forward to our guys uh, relishing the moment and, and, and playing a lot better and getting better from what we learned from this week. Did you actually get hit with the burrito? Yeah, I was going to No, the, the burritos are getting – I mean, I wish. I would, I would kind of hungry. I would have eaten it, you know, but uh, – I don't know why you'd waste burritos. I think that's a that's a, a good thing to, to keep in the stands. But uh, a lot of our guys are getting hit by different types of foods, and so. Uh, maybe there's, that's just their giving way here, Georgia Southern. <laughs> All right, there's Kalani Sataki. We'll hear from the Utes when we return. Stay with us. 
Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, what a great win for the University of Utah. They don't just beat third-ranked Oregon. They blow them out in the first half. I think the game was over before the punt return. I think at 21 nothing, we knew what, how it was going to finish. I think everyone could have agreed on it. But it wasn't much longer after that before it was 28 nothing, and we all knew for sure. Here are the Utes after the game. Cam Rising went to the podium. Devin Lloyd went to the podium. And, of course, Britton Lloyd, uh, Britton Lloyd, Britton Covey did as well after his phenomenal punt return. Here are the Utes. What was it like to be a part of that, that team that, that made Kyle Whittingham the winningest coach in Utah football history? Really just humbled, um, you know, to be able to be on this team and, you know, accomplish, you know, such a great accomplishment. And, um, you know, Coach Wood, I think, you know, he's the best coach in Utah football history. and He deserves everything, you know, um, you know that comes his way. And, I mean, I really just can't say enough about these guys. Like, you know, Cubby sitting next to me, but, you know, everybody on the team, like everybody just believes in one another and loves one another. And, I mean, I just can't say enough about, you know, everybody in this win today. Yeah, same. It's uh, <clears throat> really cool to be a part of it because there are so many players that have come and gone and contributed to that. But, you know, you interview Coach Witt about that, and the first thing that he'll do is he'll reflect all of the credit, you know. Mm-hmm. He'll talk about his staff and the players that have gone through. But what he has done is unbelievable. And I don't think people realize how much a part of the program we owe to, or the identity of the program we owe to him. Um, so, yeah. As they say, Coach Cunningham's pretty good. Brady, <laughs> <laughs> what are you seeing on the uh, on uh, the farm return? Well, I've I've told Coach Witt before that you know if if a team's trying to run out the clock at the end of a half and we have some timeouts, call them so that we can get a shot. You know, whatever it is. And so uh, we had 11 seconds left, and a couple guys on the sideline came up to me and they basically they said, "You're not down," mm-hmm. and so I. You know, I went back there, looked at the north end zone, and I just went like this. I was like, mm, what are we going to do? So uh, it, what's really cool is you go look at that film, and Devin will attest to this. It looks exactly like practice. I've got about six guys finishing through the goal line with me at full speed. Uh, I wouldn't have had that if it weren't for uh, Makai Bernard's block, Solomon Enos block, Kamoya Latu had two blocks, Connor O'Toole turns around and goes for the punter instead of tr- coming backwards so it, it's just like practice it's not me it's it's that unit um it that unit is special and it's because we believe in what we can do so how, how much of that 2019 game kind of led into just kind of letting all that emotion out against them today it was definitely on our minds um but you know this is a completely different team than the 2019 team so um you know obviously it still hurts um you know and we still have that nasty we still have that nasty taste in our mouths but um you know we're completely confident in this game and going into this game and um we understand that you know it, it was in the past so Devin, to hold this team to 63 yards rushing kind of really just took them out of their entire game plan was that kind of the the plan going is to stop the run. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're both teams who pride ourselves on running the ball, being physical at the line of scrimmage. And so um, it was a battle in the trenches. We emphasized that all week. And, um, you know, we, we kind of preached whoever wins the trenches is most likely going to win the game. But it seemed like, for the offense especially, it seemed like you guys didn't feel like you were ever going to back down, right? I mean, what, what was kind of the mentality going into that that just allowed you to kind of keep doing that? Well, that's been our mentality for, I think, about six weeks now where um, it's Coach Ludwig's philosophy, right? It's, it's pretty old school, but if you've got a team that buys into it, it works. It's we run the ball, even if you know we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball uh, until, you've, until you come in to stop us, then we're going to be a great play-action pass team. And so I think it's just getting the guys to buy into what we're doing. And, 
you know, the last six weeks we've really bought into it, and just cool to see it come to fruition. You know? uh, what, what did you think of Andy's play calling? It seemed like he was pushing all the right buttons, and he had Oregon mm-hmm. on his heels all night. I thought it was great. I thought that he did a great job with the situational work, uh, especially third downs. Our third down conversion rate uh, the second half of the season compared to the first half is, uh, I think, one of the keys to success that we've had. And I think that's attributed to Coach Ludwig's uh, good play calling on third down. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, I know we ran the ball a lot more in the second half, but I'm glad that we didn't back down and we didn't just try and run the clock out, play conservative. Uh, we still were pushing forward and trying to win the game. What's it like to be able to see somebody like Tavion do what he's done in really such a short amount of time, knowing that he wasn't playing early on much? Well, I, I talked to Tavion after the, third, after the second game because he was pretty down, and I basically said, uh, remember how you feel right now because you're going to be on top once again and you're going to be on bottom once again and it's just understanding and trusting who you are because we knew from fall camp when we saw it we, we would go home and I'd tell my parents that Tavion's going to be special and so uh, I think all of us helped helped him know that we still trusted him after those first couple games or those first three games right with some fumbles and things because we saw who he was day in and day out so it's really cool to see he's he's like a huge little kid too <laughs> just say he's like yeah he's yeah you may see this team again in a couple of weeks yeah. what kind of statement do you think you made tonight i think that we probably angered them you know i don't know what anything else i think that we're you know if we see them in a couple weeks we know that we're going to be seeing a different team uh, on a different even, you know, playing field uh, without the crowd, but also just a team that wants vengeance. And so uh, we're going to be prepared when that time comes. Backing off what Dana said, um, you know, obviously everybody's expecting you guys to see them in the next couple weeks. So how important did it, was it to you guys? You guys really didn't have to open up a whole bag of tricks going into that game. Um. Yeah, defensively, um, our biggest thing, yeah, was just owning the line of scrimmage. Um, we weren't going to try to switch up our scheme or do anything special. We're just going just gonna to play our ball, you know, play Utah football to the best of our abilities. And, um, you know, I'd say we accomplished that. And, you know, whenever we do see them, we got to do the same thing. Yeah. Devin, what's it and, like playing behind right now and the development he's had? He had a huge game tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that just keeps getting better every day. And it starts at practice. Um, his passion for the game is unmatched. You know, he loves the game. And he loves being out there with everybody. And it's just, you know, a pleasure to see him continue to progress and keep balling and doing his thing, you know. Um, I mean, I'm just really glad to see him just, you know, see all his hard work come to fruition. And, and uh, to really fast answer back to your question, we go into that second game and it's going to be the, ex- you know, it's nice that we didn't have to show a lot of tricks and stuff, but it's going to be the exact same kind of, we're going to run the ball <laughs> until you until you stop us, then we're going to be a great play action pass team. So that's what's cool about the identity is it doesn't change week in, week out. So. Britton, uh, looking at, Britton, looking at the special teams play tonight, you guys have had some struggles on special teams mm-hmm. in earlier games. Uh, do you feel like he kind of turned a corner as, as a special teams unit with, with your return for a touchdown and blocking the one field goal and just kind of getting some stops in that phase of the game? Yeah, I think so. I think special teams is all about belief. 
the reason why I think we're the number one ranked punt return unit in the country, and it's because we believe and we've seen what we can do. Um, it's, it really is the unit. It's not the returner. It's the unit. Um, same thing back with Kalen Clay, right, 2014. It's that unit. Um, and I remember that was the first thing that I <clears throat> really understood when I got here with special teams was everyone talked about Kalen Clay the year before, but it was the unit that would, they would talk. They'd be like, people fear us. People are scared of us. And I thought that was really cool that special teams was – literally like its own facet of the game. And so I think that it comes with some ownership and we've done that. We've owned up to our mistakes and we, you know, it's like another facet of the game. Offense, defense, special teams really is like another team. Great team win. Uh, guys did an unreal job up front. They they blocked their their rear ends off. It was it was fun to be a part of. I like to be able to just see that offensive line. I mean, I, I know you've had some struggles over the years, but they've really dialed in. But what was it like to you know go against a, a physical Oregon team and just do that? Um, we talked about being physical all week, and we, we really wanted to set the tone up front, and, and I think they did that out there, and that's why that's why we were so successful. Davion, you break a school record today with you know 17 rushing touchdowns in the season. <laughs> I mean, talk about that. Did you ever think that that would be a reality early on in the season? Uh, no, sir. Um, I, I just try to go in the game just uh, just to play, uh, just to play for my brothers. Um, and a big uh, special part of me, my mom was here today, so I feel like she played a big role um, in this tool for me uh, and the team. Uh, we just got to keep working, though. The job yeah. ain't done yet. Now, what made the biggest difference? You're facing a defense that had really good, you know, rushing. They're good at stopping the rush, and you go off and, and make a lot happen. What made the difference tonight? I say, uh, office alignment. They was doing their job today. They made it. They made it uh, easy for me to see the holes and just read. And I was just trusting my uh, instincts and just going. Cam Brand Brand got going tonight in a big way. Was that a, a, a product of? Oregon focusing on the run game, opening up space in the secondary. Yeah, we, we, we came out and started running the ball pretty hard, and, and I think they started to load up the box, so then we had to switch it up and start running the play action, and, and it worked to a T. And what does it say about this offense? They came in trying to stop the run. You only had to throw the ball 18 times, and you were still as effective as ever. It, it, it says a lot about those guys up front and how they block, especially in, if you look in the tight end room, they do an unreal job, and even the receivers, it speaks volumes to what they're doing that, that we're so effective running the ball, and that's that's why we're so good with it. How, how awesome was it to be a part of you know Kyle Whittingham being the all-time winningest coach? Um, that that's that's a pretty pretty surreal moment, especially for him. Just the amount of football games that he's played and, and won in is is unreal. He I have so much respect for him and everything he does. I love Coach Witt, and I'm glad to be a part of that that 143 or 142. For you, Cam, um, starting against the number three team in the country or driving Coach Witt's truck. <laughs> you want me to be honest? <laughs> that truck, man. That truck is scary. I don't want to get no scratches on it. <laughs> Keep it clean. Yeah, I got a little nervous. <laughs> but it was it was fun though. You like how that thing came out? Oh, that was awesome. They did a great job with it. Yeah. Maybe on this the largest crowd in Utah football history. What was it like playing in front of them? Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, thank, thank, uh, I thank the fans for coming out there. I think everybody uh, who's supporting us uh, came out there tonight. Uh, we really do appreciate y'all, and we ain't we ain't done yet. We got to keep going. You know. What did you guys think of the must rush to feel back in the game? That was fun. Yeah. A little a little hectic, but you know it was it was good. <laughs> I, I I loved it. You connected with Brand, you did a lot tonight. What made that possible? 
just the play calls. You know, he, he's 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 in the right spot where where he's supposed to be, and even if he wasn't, he'll, he'll make a good catch and, and make and extend the play. So that's that's what me and him work on all the time, and that's why we're so successful tonight. Was there an emphasis in practice to make them make him uh, have a greater impact? What he can't talk about that last week. Uh, yeah, there was definitely more more plays set for him, and, and that that ended up having having him get the ball in, in those situations more. So there are the Ute players. Now here's the head coach Kyle Whittingham. Okay, uh, extremely proud of our guys. Obviously, from start to finish, uh, excellent execution, physicality. Um, they just weren't going to be denied tonight, and uh, started with a great week of practice. Um, they had the right mindset, absolutely, and uh, it was great to see them go out and, and uh, perform the way they did. And uh, it was just a a, uh, a great game for us. Uh, really critical at the end of the first half. Those two touchdowns we scored late in the end of the first half really gave us a ton of momentum going into halftime, and and uh, really was a a uh, you know a. a a tough situation for them coming out and being down 28 zips. So that was probably the biggest key to the game is being able to get that uh, touchdown offensively late and then, of course, uh, Covey's uh, punt return. So that was really the biggest uh, portion of the game and, and, the, and the thing that really uh, gave us uh, a ton of momentum. So questions? Knowing what Covey can do on a punt return, are you surprised that they actually kicked to him in that spot? Uh, well, you know, the alternative kick out of bounds, I guess. But, but uh, yeah, Covey's he's a dangerous guy, and and uh, I know I'd think twice about kicking to him. But, but that was their uh, strategy. We had a block on too. It wasn't like we had a return set up. We had a, we had a full on block, and uh, he did most all that on his own. Uh, you know, we got some key blocks along the way. Don't get me wrong, but it was not set up as a return. It was set up as a, as a block. Kyle, you've, you've deflected a lot to the players and coaches that have been here, but what does it mean to you personally now that you've broken that record? Well, uh, I'll keep deflecting because that's that's what I'm good at, but uh, I just feel blessed, like I said uh, the last time we talked about it, and uh, to be able to... to uh, somebody's phone's buzzing. There we go. To uh, just... Uh, you know that's that's a lot of years, a lot of hard work, and a lot a lot goes into that. But um, like I said, as a, as a football coach, it's different than some other sports. Some other sports you can pretty much do it all as a, as the head coach, but in football you cannot. It's impossible. You got to surround yourself with great people, and uh, fortunately we've been able to do that through the last 17 years. Uh, Has some outstanding assistant coaches come through here. The staff we got now is terrific. And uh, and obviously it starts with great players and being able to to have uh, recruited and developed uh, so many of those guys that have come through here that that have contributed to this. So I don't want to. What's that? You've got a lot of great running backs through this program. Mm-hmm. What does it say about Tavion Thomas that he is now the single season touchdown leader? Well, I didn't know that, but that, it says that he, he's got a nose for the end zone. There's no doubt about that, and he's a big physical back, and uh, that's where he really becomes a weapon is, is down in the red zone, and and uh, he gets close to that goal line. He's very seldom going to be denied. They came in, obviously, trying to stop the run. You were able to run it 50 times for over 200 yards um, against a pretty physical front seven there. How, right. how fast were you by, by your offense? Yeah, that's a talented group they have over there, and uh, it's a good football team. Uh, but uh, we uh, did a nice job running the football. Offensive line performed outstanding. Um, 
no turnovers again for I don't know how many weeks in a row that is, but that's that's been a, a huge part of our success the last six seven weeks is is uh, taking care of the football and uh, defense. Don't you know we can't ignore what the defense did. Defense did a phenomenal job. I think they only got sixty or seventy yards rushing. How many did they get rushing? Sixty three yards. I see here. So they were coming in here with two thirty one or thereabouts per week, and uh, that was the primary objective of this game is to is to uh, stop the run and we felt if we did that we had a good chance to, to have a good outcome and and uh, we were able to do that uh, was this the, the, the best complete game you guys have played this season I would say probably so. Yeah, probably you know the Stanford game was pretty complete, but uh, this is uh, you know right up there with that. So yeah, we we uh, all three phases. Uh, you notice we got two punts off without getting them blocked. That was nice. So I was really proud of that. But uh, yeah, I'd say that uh, you know between those two games, those are probably the two most complete games we played. Good chance you're going to see these guys again in a couple weeks. Yeah. Says he expects an angry team if that happens. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they will be, and, and uh, it should be a, a battle if that happens. You know, I guess I don't know exactly what has to happen, but but uh, I know Oregon State's in the conversation, at least right now. So so we'll see what happens. Boy, we're not concerned with that. We're going to get ready for Colorado and uh, try to send our seniors out the right way. Um, you know, they've had a great career here at Rice Eccles Stadium, and, and that's the objective for this next week. Uh, when I went back to the special teams, uh, you'd had some struggles collectively in, in, in that phase right. in previous games. Tonight, not only did you not make mistakes, but you had a blocked field goal <clears throat> and Covey's punt return. Right. Do you feel like you've turned a corner in that phase as a team? I don't know if we feel like we turned a corner, but we certainly had some good, good uh, things happen in this game, and and uh, you know we've had some big setbacks throughout the course of the season. We had the kickoff coverage uh, issues early in the year, and then the ongoing pump protection. But but yeah, I think that uh, we had a, a complete game with our special teams, um, and uh, you know I don't know if we've ever arrived or, or where you want to be because we got to continue to work hard. But but it was great to see them perform like they did tonight, Coach. They have one of the best defensive players in the country on the other side, maybe a top overall draft pick. Yep. And by his standards, it was a pretty quiet night. Was, was that something you guys schemed up, or was that just you guys executing? Uh, I think both. You know, we had uh, some scheme to, to nudge him and chip him, you know, with, with uh, tight ends and, and running backs. But our tackles did an outstanding job. And, and Bam Olesen is really coming into his own. He is really uh, becoming a dominant force at that left tackle position. And uh, and Braden Daniels, you know, he played guard uh, first two and a half years he's here, and now all of a sudden he's playing out at tackle and playing at a very high level. So very proud of the tackles, how they perform. But but uh, yeah, we had a, I thought Andy and Coach Harding did a great job of of uh, having a plan in place to, to try to neutralize him, you know, as best we could. What did you think of the way that Cam played? He didn't ask him to do a ton. He didn't have to do a ton. Just what did you think? Oh, he he did a great job running the offense. His numbers weren't, uh, you know. Uh, Gaudy, but uh, he did a great job of finding the open receivers. Uh, I don't know what his what was he ten of eighteen or something around there. So, so uh, you know around sixty percent, and uh, did what he needed to do. I mean, he did exactly what we needed him to do, and and he's so poised and such a a great. Uh, he's a field. He's got that field general mentality that you love in a quarterback. You did really well on third downs. Maybe probably your best of the season. I mean, what? How did that all transpire? And what, and what do you think? Led? That. Well, execution, number one, uh, being in manageable third downs, number two, which we seem to be in a lot of manageables and, and not, uh, you know, extreme yardage. And then uh, that, you know, that combination of those two things really is what uh, 
what makes you successful on third down. We're also successful in the red zone again, which is a, another trend that has been trending in the right direction. How many guys on this team would you let borrow that truck that Cam drove with <laughs> One. Cam. Yeah, one. Yeah. Pretty cool commercial, huh? Or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Truck cost me a fortune to restore. Yeah. Worth every penny, though. Yeah. Worth. I know you're a big fashion guy, but the uniforms tonight, really special, great story behind them, and obviously that becomes part of the storyline of college football and right. teams recruiting, things like that. Um, a win like this in those uniforms with one of the three surviving sailors of the USS Salt Lake City in attendance tonight feels pretty special. To awesome. Me. It was awesome, and, and uh, players loved them. They were, they were excited to wear them, and, uh, you know, what can you say? Under Armour did a great job designing those, and the helmets were outstanding, and, and uh, that definitely, you know, to a college-age young man, you get a uniform that they really are excited about that gives you a little lift, and I think that was part of the, uh, part of the juice that we had out there tonight. Coach, based off of how far you've come, the things you've endured, how the season started, what does it mean now to be at the top of the South and be playing in a Pac-12 championship? Oh, it's great, and, and uh, so proud of our guys. And and uh, you know we were sitting there at one and two after the first three conference games or non-conference games, and and uh, you know kind of wondering who we were. And and although we had just figured out that uh, Cam provided a spark, because even though we lost that third game, he uh, gave us an instant. Uh, energy you know and and spark when he came in and uh between what cam has done and how he's progressed and the offensive line play that's really been the biggest keys to getting this thing turned around you have the Sewell brothers playing against each other tonight. Yep. What do you think of each of their performances? They're both tremendous players. I mean, Noah is outstanding. And Nephi, I think Nephi may be the most underrated player in the conference. He's he's All he does is make play after play after play and doesn't get a whole lot of notoriety or recognition. He just quietly goes about his business and makes very few mistakes. There's Kyle Whittingham. Coming up next, more college football. Stay with us.